Hey everyone, welcome back to Psych Up. This episode, in the spirit of spooky season, we'll be chatting about the modern day witch hunt that is cancel culture. Joining us today is one of our psychologists, Rikea, to provide their insight into this intriguing topic. So, to get things started, we've been hearing about it everywhere, but what is cancel culture? Hi, yeah, so cancel culture involves the public calling for or enacting of boycotts to condemn or socially exit an individual because of their harmful behaviours or attitudes have been unacceptable or offensive or inappropriate. While predominantly online, the practising of cancelling and cancel culture predates the internet. Throughout history, people have been cancelled because of their gender, the colour of their skin, or because they disagree with the control of the powerful groups. So an example of this is the cancel culture of the 1940s and 50s. After the Second World War ended, anti-communist views began to spread across the US and people feared that pro-Soviets were infiltrating the US um, and pushing global socialism. So eventually a lot of organisations and bodies of people began to ban workers who were rumoured to have left, far left political views and they attempted to discredit their identity in a public way. So cancer culture has been around for a little while. It's just recently it's been more apparent with uh, the internet. Now we can all probably think of some influential people who have recently been cancelled, but from a psychological perspective, why do we have the urge to cancel others? So cancel culture is generally a protest and boycott of people groups like I just mentioned, but its aim is to empower those whose voices are marginalised. It's kind of like a collective way of saying we elevated our social status, um, we've elevated our economic prowess in comparison to you who used to never be touchable, um, and now we have the power to either ignore you or discredit you. So generally, cancel culture comes from trying to protect harmed groups and give them support, validation and visibility. Um, The purpose really is to hold someone to some sort of collective accountability for what other people deem unacceptable. Wow, that's super interesting. Now, recognising that this phenomenon can have some dramatic consequences, what are some of the negative effects of cancel culture? So it can be argued that while the goal of cancer culture is to combat prejudice, it often redirects prejudice back into an us-versus-them thinking. And there's this argument um, by a man called, or someone called Beecham, I actually don't know if that's a man, don't cancel me, um, that implies a singular goal of cancer culture uh, as combating prejudice um, is ineffective to actually achieving that goal. So there is an association among I need to know more about a person's character before making judgment and requiring a debate among diverse perspectives and then forgiving those who learn from their mistakes. So those who choose to cancel someone, they want an apology and character development so that they can see there's some accountability and a consensus of new moral behaviour. But on the other hand, you know, a lot of people saying it silences conservative voices and diverse perspectives. So cancer culture can become like the digital vigilantism. Um, and there's an, also another argument to, make, to be made that people cannot recover from being cancelled. And for that reason, it does not allow for the growth and account- accountability which society is striving for. There, look, there's lots of arguments, and like I'll add another one here, that many people are being cancelled for trivial mistakes that are not in line with 
a typical left-wing perspective and negates anyone from having an opposing view of that perspective. And it's just that just becomes an illogical argument. Um, you can't just cancel someone because you don't agree with them. But similarly, you can see that there is a bit of a mob mentality where people mindlessly jump on bandwagons without making their own thorough judgment of a person. Thank you for highlighting that. So following on from this, are there any tips you have for navigating these feelings of wanting to cancel someone? What might be a better approach to take? So openness to experience and aligning your action with your values is the most important thing we can do when approached with the potential of cancelling an individual. There are always going to be strong emotions which are heightened. Um, however, the person does not simply cease to exist even if you feel like they do because you stop following them on social media or you reject them from your inner world. The us versus them mentality drives lost opportunity to allow other perspectives into view and a healthy conversation. I'm not saying that you need to agree with everything, um, but openness provides mental flexibility. And this actually protects us from strong negative feelings, which are also associated with rumination. So like thinking over something and not being able to get over it. So as long as you remain in line with your values, you know where you stand, you feel curious about other people's perspectives and you manage to let them have those as long as you know you're not being harmed in any way. This is how I would suggest going around a cancel culture and the new phenomenon that's mostly happening on the internet. Thank you, Rakea, for sharing your expertise in this week's episode. Thank you for having me. Very interesting topic, and I hope people have taken something away from it. Yeah, it has been very interesting learning about the cultural phenomenon that is cancel culture and how it manifests in different areas of our lives. So stay tuned for the next episode as we explore another spooky topic in our Monsters of Mental Health Month. See you mm. next time. <laughs>